chapter 6 verse 63 Jesus said the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life a warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church you are in for an uplifting time in God's word enjoy the message thank you for joining us as we bring the word coming to you from the pulpit ministry of Calvary Baptist Church of the Ghana Baptist Convention. Let us pray. Our gracious God, what a joy it is to be able to come to you looking into your word, the Bible, preaching, teaching, and exhorting so that we can be equipped to live for you. Speak to me, speak through me, speak to your people that would diligently obey you in Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name, I pray. Amen. We started looking at the book of Timothy. And I can say that it has a lot of exciting things to teach you and I, particularly if you want to live for Jesus. When we were in Sunday school, we were taught the Bible means, or it's an acronym for basic Instructions before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Because in heaven, God himself will reveal everything to us. But whilst you're on earth, you can miss the road. You can miss the road by clever people who will trick you, who will teach you the wrong things. And that must be avoided. So Paul writing to Timothy, as we saw last week, encourage him to stay and let the grace, the peace, and mercy of God work in his heart. But today, he's telling us the reason why he's writing this book to Timothy, what Timothy was supposed to do as a pastor and as a leader of that church. And what you and I, who are said to be the servants of God who lead congregations, should do in the midst of all the false teachings that go around us. Our text for today is from 1 Timothy chapter 1, from verse 3 to 11. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Warning against false teaching. That's the message. Warnings against false teaching. When I left for Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those teaching contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations. We don't help people live a life of faith in God. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers should be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spent their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they speak so confidently. We know that the law is good when used correctly. For the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is 
people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their father or mother or commit other murders. Verse 10. The law is for people who are sexually immoral or who practice homosexuality or are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or who do anything else that contradict the wholesome teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed Savior. May the Lord bless the reading and the exposition of his word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Here, Paul is writing to Timothy and charging him to do something, to teach and correct whatever was happening. There were people who were teaching false doctrine. Timothy was in Ephesus. Paul had left him there. But Paul was in Macedonia, a great distance away from where Timothy was. Ephesus was in Asia, and Macedonia was in Europe, north of Greece. So Paul left Timothy there to take charge of this church. However, some people there were teaching false doctrine, and Paul heard about it. Timothy may have written him, some had gone there and told him about it. And Paul said, look, Timothy, do something immediately. Maybe some of the teaching was so bad that Timothy thought, look, I'm a young man. I'm in charge of these people. Some of them are older than me. They are philosophers. They are professors. They've gone to school. They know a lot. They know a lot of Greek philosophy. Who am I? So I'll just wait till Paul comes. Then when they meet the master, they'll know he's really the master. And Paul is saying, look, Timothy, I am an apostle. I've been sent by God, and I place you there. The anointing is on you. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is on you. You are an ambassador. His spirit is resting on you. And I'm telling you, take charge of the church. Do what God has called you to do, and deal with these false teachers. Correct them. If they're not here, deal with them. And that's exactly what Paul is teaching us here. Deal with false teaching. Don't wait till I come. So what is this about? You see, Paul gives Timothy a lot of charges, a lot of commandments. And the first charge he gives him to is that as a leader, he must be a defender of the faith. You defend the faith. Yes. The Lord has died for us. The Lord has risen. The Lord reigns again. Nobody can change that fact. But there are people who try to distort it, to confuse others. And they take advantage of people who do not have any correct wisdom or knowledge. And they were in the church, and they are still in the church. But as a minister of God, we must guard the truth jealously. Paul is saying, know the word and stand for the word. So he charges Timothy something that he must do, at least five things about these false teachers. First, false teachers teach a different doctrine. What they are teaching is a different doctrine. Don't tolerate it, don't allow it, don't close your eyes on it. Secondly, these false teachers, they specialize in speculations, questions, myths, rather than the gospel. They are not encouraging people. 
They are asking questions, what if, what if, what if? Just full of philosophy. That's what they do. They confuse people. Don't give them the chance. Thirdly, false teachers, they are ambitious. They want people to know and they want to get to somewhere. So they manipulate people. They have their own personal ideas and wisdom, motivational speeches, and things that they put into the gospel. Don't allow them to mess with the truth. There's only one truth. False teachers, look, they engage people in empty discussions. Don't tolerate this. And fifthly, false teachers put self-righteousness above God's gospel. So if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, you'll be righteous before God. Paul is saying, don't believe, don't believe this yesterday, don't believe this today, and don't believe this tomorrow. So what does it mean that false teachers teach false doctrine? See, sometimes people think that when Christ came and died for us and all you need to do is to accept him as your Lord and Savior, something this is so easy and anybody can just say it and become a Christian is too easy. So they try to compound it and confuse people. That's what seemed to have been happening in the early days of the church, and it still happens today. Several things were being done in the church in Ephesus. First of it, and the most disappointing one, is that the leaders had not heeded the word of Paul. Paul had told them that when I leave, look, people will come among you who are not correct. In Acts chapter 20, verses 28 to 31, Paul said this to the church in Ephesus where Timothy is now the pastor with a prophetic insight. Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch. I remember that for three years, I did not cease to warn everyone, night and day, with tears. This was the instruction or the admonition that Paul gave to the leaders in Ephesus when he was leaving them. He passed there to go to Rome. He said, I'm sure I'm not coming back again, but take my word for it. False teachers will come. Some are coming from inside. Some are coming from outside. These people do not give them the chance, do not give them the foothold to continue preaching and teaching and confusing you. It seems they didn't listen. Because secondly, those leaders had not insisted upon the purity of the gospel that Paul taught them. They had allowed the word of God to become corrupted. People were adding things to the word of God. Things that were not there, they would add to the word of God. And Timothy was to chide these ministers and leaders to preach no other doctrine than the doctrine that is found in God's word. They were not to add to God's word. They were not to take anything away from it. 
They were not to formulate their own doctrines and be teaching, and they were to live pure lives that is in accordance with the word of God. You see, sometimes people ask you questions, and you don't understand. And because you don't understand or you don't know where the answer is, you give an answer. You begin to speculate and say, this is not the gospel. See, see these false teachers, they give, they speculate, they answer questions. And the way they describe what they don't even know, you think they were there. They say things that you have no idea about. And Paul calls them fables. Fables, that refers to all kinds of fictional teaching and doctrine that is not based on the word of God. Fables, narratives, stories that do not come from the word of God. But they are able to say it. For instance, somebody asks you, what happens when people die? You may not have known the answer, but you say all kinds of things. And sometimes when people are saying these things, it's coming from their culture. Sometimes we mix Christianity, the word of God, with our customs and traditions. Because our customs and traditions seem to have an answer for things. Okay? So what happens when somebody is dead? Oh, they'll give them money. They'll cross River Jordan. And when they get to this side of the river, they'll pay and they'll go to heaven. Or when you get to heaven's gate, uh, they'll, they'll take your sins. They'll weigh them here. If your sins are heavier than your good deeds, you will go to hell. But if your good deeds are heavier than your sins, you will go to heaven. People say all of these things. They say them laugh, uh, joking. But these are stories. They are not in the Bible. The Bible is clear. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So what they are telling these fables, these stories, said, no, don't listen to them. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, Paul says again, people would turn away from the truth and they will listen to fables, to stories, because the stories are interesting. They said some of them were stressing genealogies. What are genealogies? This is heritage, where we come from. Some would say oh, we are Jews, we were born in a pastor's home. My great-great-grandfather was a pastor, was a missionary. So we have the fact. We have some books that we read. They were appealing to some of these things. And some of them were even teaching this in the church. They were stressing heritage of our Christ. We are the founders of this church, so listen to us. We were there when Paul was there, so listen to us. We walked with Peter. We saw Jesus. We've been to Jerusalem. And they say all kinds of things. But you see, the simple truth is this. God has no grandchildren. What does that mean? You are either a child of God or you are not a child of God. John 1:12. As many as received him, he gave the right, he gave the power to become the children of God. Who were born, not by human desire or the flesh, or the, but by God. So you can only pray to God and ask, Lord, I'm a sinner, save me. And he saves you. You become a child of God. People can help you, pray with you, support you. But they have not become your spiritual father or mother in that sense. You are a child of God. You are, Jesus is your brother. The Holy Spirit lives within you. God is your father. So you can go before God and say, our father 
who is in heaven. Yes, he's your father. So these genealogies about whose grandfather is this and that, these are worldly things. Therefore, as there are riches in our family, as for as there are this and that, it has nothing to do with the Christian faith. So don't listen to these genealogies and heritages. Some persons take great comfort in their godly heritage. It is good that in your family, there are so many pastors and priests and all of that. But you see, you must be a godly person yourself, a godly son, a godly husband, a godly wife, a godly pastor, a believing pastor filled by the Spirit of God. Not because you have a godly pastor or friend as a friend. No, you must make that decision yourself. And that's what the false teachers were teaching. If you follow me, you see, I was there when Christ was erected. So follow me and I'll take you there. It is not true. They have no secret password to give to you. Some of these false teachers enjoy empty discussion. Empty discussion. They love to call believers into argument. Instead of doing what? Knowing the love of God. Look at the way Paul puts it here. Some of the things that they love to do. So look at these teachers. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some have strayed and turned aside to idle talk. See, so this is what Christianity is about. The commandments that God gives us is about love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. That is what Christianity is about. Christianity is about loving people, agape love, not the erotic love, not the sensual love. No one you say, I love you, meaning I want to have sex with you. You see, people say Valentine's Day, so I want to do everything. I, I love you. And when they say I love you, all that they are saying is that I want to have sex with you. I want to sleep with you. I want to collect money from you. I want a dress from you. No, that is not what love means. The false teachers put empty discussions and empty promises aside of faith. The, the Bible talks about love, and that is that selfless love. The love that will sacrifice to do the best for the neighbor. You may have seen this so many times in the past. These days, people don't do it. You see somebody, an elderly person carrying luggage, heavy something. We're told when we're growing up, when you see somebody like that, go near the person and help the person and carry it to their home or wherever they are going. And when they give you something, don't take it. That's what we're taught. And what was the purpose? To show that you know that you are part of the human heritage. When you do good, you reap it one day. So you are not doing it for commercial reason. You are doing it to help this elderly person because you reap what you sow. So you help somebody. Somebody older than you or disabled comes to a place, you have a chair, so please sit down. Why? Because they have a disability. You do all of this thing to show agape love, committed love. But you're not doing it to take advantage of people. So what Christianity is about is deepening God's kind of love. Therefore, ministers and teachers are to focus upon growing in love, teaching about love, the great call of love that believers must know and love God, 
as God the Father, God the Son, love each other as brothers and sisters, sharing what they are doing with each other and not taking advantage of them. The love that comes from God is pure. The love that comes from God is done with a pure conscience. The love that comes from God that we are supposed to show is not love with a masquerade or kakamotubi. No, it is love that is pure. So that's what he's telling them. Teach them. These false teachers may be teaching something, but test and see whether they are talking about the love of God. Then Paul takes in another thing. These false teachers put their own ambition and personal ideas above the truth. You see, here's somebody, he wants you to know that he's a teacher of the word, so he has an ambition. He wants to be recognized as an original preacher or teacher. So they go and take some doctrine from somewhere. There's a man who used to teach, and the suddenly people heard him teaching that, when you take God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, you see, God the Father has three parts. God the Son has three parts. God the Holy Spirit has three parts. So he's now teaching nine in one. When they ask him where he got this from, he said from his research. What type of research? He wants you to know these are deep, 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 deep teachings that he has found. No. They want to know your original. Sometimes people try to show off. I've read the Greek. I've read the Hebrew. Well, yes, it's good to read those things to try to explain the root word. But it's not to impress people for them to know that what you are doing, you are doing it for them to... Uh, you try to read these words from the Greek and Hebrew to help people understand the word and worship God better. But not to impress them that something you know, they don't know it and they can never know it because you are the only one who can read it. So they must adore you and worship you as a divine teacher, the apostle, the prophet, the one who has insight to God and God speaks to you and God speaks through you. They want to be recognized as the most authoritative person. They have the doctrine, they receive it, and God is the only one who has taught them. They heard it directly from God. Remember, some years ago, we went to a certain camp, and there was this man who was commanding all the ladies, get out from here, remove your trousers, cover your head, cover it quickly, and come back and worship God. So somebody was trying to tell him, why are you taking this from so? Can't you read it from the book of Corinthians? It is there. He said, no. Have you read the context? Have you read what Paul is telling them? Do you know why they did those things? And why are you asking people to leave here and go where and come where? The guy was so adamant. He said, we, we, we have received fresh anointing from God. What he's telling us to do today, today, which God revealed to me this morning that I should tell this assembly, and you are telling me that, eh, 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 what? Some old book that some, some commentator wrote, and the spirit with which they were saying those things was so bad. Well, eventually, their own religion, their own teaching fell apart, and they had to come and apologize to everybody that what they were teaching was from self. I'm saying false teachers still exist today. People who say have the revelation, bring this oil, bring this pepper, bring this salt, bring this lavender, do this and that. Where did they get all of those things from? Oil, lavender, sinapia, bar, salt, all those things do not heal. 
it is only God who heals. Yes, he may choose a symbol, but there's no healing, preaching, or anointing in any of those things. And therefore, look down upon others. They queue to get those things because they think you are the man, the man of God, the woman of God. And they are what? The grandchildren of God or what? No. Be aware. This thing was happening even in the first century. Now, the false teachers are false teachers who want to show off. But they also put up false righteousness above the gospel. What does that mean? They say things that show that we are Jews. You see, in that particular time, they were fighting the Jews. The church had been infiltrated by Jews. Jews believed, and still do, that they are the people that God loves. So you must know their word. You must keep the word. You must understand the word. So for instance, in Judaism, everybody who is a male must be circumcised. So when Timothy, as we said last week, if you were with us, if you are not circumcised, they will say, you are not a correct Christian because we, the Jews, know that circumcision is what makes you acceptable to God. That's what our great, great, great founder Abraham did before he became a child of God. And Paul will say, the Bible says, it is not true. When God called Abraham, he was not circumcised. Abraham had children before he was asked to be circumcised. It was the grace of God that called him and not the work that he did. So these people rejected the teaching that a person was saved by grace through faith alone. To them, a person cannot be saved unless they became good enough to please God according to the Jewish standard, according to some standards that have been set, according to some number of days that you pray and fast every week, according to the certain way that you pray. That's the only way you can be accepted by God. God will only heal you if you go to this pastor, this preacher, to pray in a certain way. Said, no, this is not what it takes to do God's will and to understand God's grace, understand the ways of God. So Timothy, anybody who is teaching this, correct them. False teachers don't understand and they are not doing the right thing. So stand against them. Do not let them destroy the congregation and the people of God. They don't understand that the gospel is simple. Christ came, he lived. Christ came to take away our sins. Christ came, he died for our sins. Christ came, he was resurrected by God to show us that our sins have been forgiven. Christ came, he resurrected. Christ sent the Holy Spirit to live among us, to live within us. So we must walk by the Spirit, be corrected by the Spirit, be directed by the Spirit. Christ came and he established the church. The church is to be a fellowship of the committed, where we bear with one another, where we teach each other, where we love each other. The church is to be like a classroom where we grow up knowing him, using the scriptures, teaching and correcting and preparing every man to be mature in him. Christ came to let us know that he is coming again. He's coming again and because of that, whatever situation you have in life, 
Do your best as a husband, as a teacher, as a pastor, as whatever, because he will come and judge us again. And when he comes, he brings his reward. So teach these false teachers and teach the church. They should not follow stories. Read the book, apply the book. Friends, those days the Bible was not common. But today, the Bible is available. Read it, study it, practice it. Today, we understand what God blesses by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Today, there are churches that are Bible teaching, and you can be there and be taught to grow. You can be trained to use your gifts correctly. So the charge is still the same. Teach these people to love God, to read his word and apply it. If you do not belong to a Bible-believing church, I tell you, find one and belong to it. And I tell you, as for these false teachers, they were there and they are still there. If you allow them to lead you astray, you have only yourself to be blamed. That is why this message comes to you. Say, Paul, say, Timothy, don't allow them because they are dangerous. Anybody who wants to know the truth, God will teach you the truth. Believe in him and live his word. In Jesus' name, I entrust you to God's mercy and care. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Egbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyle Filling Station. Our Amasamain campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamain Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.